Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 233. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. Communities with shared interests, values, thoughts, and attitudes encourage us to live better, to strive for more, and focus on the results we're looking for, creating a sense of belonging, acceptance, understanding, and inspiration. This is exactly what you get from joining my free Discord community, Motivated Minds. On top of this, this group enables me to interact with each of you real-time for more in-depth conversations. Click the link in the show notes to join today. See you all in the group. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. My problem is that I'm too lazy. How many times have you said that or heard someone else say it? Laziness is something everyone struggles with to varying degrees. There are many different sources of our laziness. Most of the time, we aren't even aware of these causes. Instead, we just feel lazy and even start identifying as a lazy person. Laziness has many voices, and these voices influence our behaviors. So, what are these voices of laziness? How can we overcome them? Number one, I don't know what to do, also known as the confusion state. Start by locating your center when you hear this voice. Then, if you're still confused, embrace the sensation. Allow yourself to be fully immersed in the perplexity and confusion. It'll be over soon. And then there will be clarity. Now, some of you may be wondering, what is the center? No, the center 
is not a location. It's more of a dynamic point of psychic equilibrium or inner balance. When we're in the center, there's no resistance. Everything is. We are alive, alert, and active. An inner calm prevails. Abiding in the present moment, we act spontaneously. And I want to be clear, we don't try to achieve this present awareness. It's a result of being in the center. We don't feel happy or sad in the center. We're not positive or negative. In the center, we are neutral. We've all experienced this center before. Some for only brief moments. The good news is that there are many transformative practices to help us find the center. Conscious breathing, shifting our awareness, mindful walking, and journaling. Number two, I just can't, also known as neurotic fear. There's a great quote by David Rico that captures this nicely. Acting because of fear is cowardice. Acting with fear is the courage that survives it. Neurotic fear means we have a propensity toward anxiety, negativity, and self-doubt. It is often experienced by constantly rehashing worst-case scenarios in our head. It can be linked to a high level of guilt, worry, fear, and depression. To overcome this neurotic fear, we must do what we fear. So you may be asking, how do we overcome our fear? This breaks down into eight fundamentals. First, create a fear list. List down all your fears and devise a plan to tackle each one of them. The key is that we understand what is stopping us from acting on them. The next step is gathering the courage to take at least one step to tackle each one. This gives us the confidence to keep going. Second, analyze all potential outcomes. We need to paint a clear picture. The more that we try not to think about these scary outcomes, the more they stick around. And the more anxious we get and the worse the thoughts get. Being mentally prepared for what could happen makes us feel better. Third, look at the worst case scenario. We need to understand that when something bad happens, it's not the end of the world. We need to be confident that we can face even the worst case scenario. Once we are comfortable with the worst case scenario, we can do anything. Fourth, have a plan B. Having a backup plan reduces our anxiety about the fear of failure. It gives us more confidence to move forward. There are always multiple solutions to a problem. We need to remind ourselves, hope for the best, prepare for the worse. Fifth, evolve from failures. The idea is that we gather courage to evolve 
in the best possible way from any of our failures. So we need to ask ourselves, what did I learn from this situation? How can I grow as a person from this experience? What are three positive things about this situation? Sixth, change your beliefs about your goal. We need to adjust our mindset to fail early and fail fast. Learn and jump onto the next idea. This mindset involves failure, but it also gives us the vision to do great things, which might even seem impossible to us. Seventh, learn to think more positively. Our thoughts create our reality. Bearing that in mind, we need to think positively. In order to succeed, our desire for success should be greater than our fear of failure. Eighth, set smart goals. Set small goals along the way and don't be overwhelmed by the process. Decide the approach to reach each of your goals. Revisit your progress frequently. Address the bottlenecks. A little progress each day adds up to big results. And I've dropped an entire episode, multiple episodes around failure. Number three, I'm afraid I'll fail or look stupid. Abraham Maslow said it perfectly. If you deliberately plan to be less than you are capable of being, then I warn you that you'll be deeply unhappy for the rest of your life. You will be evading your own capacities, your own possibilities. We need to recognize that we have a choice between fixed and growth. Mindsets are nothing more than beliefs. We can change our mind about our beliefs. Many people delay doing what they know at the core they should be doing or what they're passionate about doing because of what people might think about them failing or looking stupid. Never in the history of a single human being did someone hit success without failing a million times. Think about the most simplistic things that you do as a human today. Something as simple as walking. Before you could walk, you had to fall many, many times. In a study of 130 toddlers, 12 and 19 months old, researchers found that toddlers fell on average 17 times an hour. And if they were new walkers, they fell an average of 69 times an hour. The basis of the most simplistic things we do as a human being today were predicated on failing. Too many individuals worry about how they will be perceived. Our plans, our goals, our vision don't always play out perfectly. But that's the beauty, the beauty in life. Because it brings lessons and new findings. It unlocks things that we never knew about ourselves or what we are capable of accomplishing, which creates more fuel to propel to that next tier in our life. The moment we stay in the arena of comfortability is the moment we stop uncovering and discovering things about ourselves. Let's dive a little bit deeper here. 
If you always stay in the same arena, the safe zone, you will never understand what you are truly capable of accomplishing, which is what holds people in that lazy pattern in delaying things. The moment that your toes cross over the line and you need to start battling things, catching everything thrown your way, dodging, hitting things head on, is the moment you unlock that next layer of you. This is discovery. Stop worrying about the outcome, the perfect outcome, or if you'll be able to accomplish that thing that's been on your mind. Cut to the chase and find out by doing. Here's the irony in all of this. Most individuals want those shortcuts to success. Well, that path is by doing and not worrying about the outcome. The outcome will be the outcome. The only thing worse than failure is not even taking a swing, not trying, not taking that leap. You'll be surprised when your back is up against a wall, you'll go into survival mode. Number four, I'm too tired. I don't have the energy. Close your eyes. Observe your breathing. When we're lethargic, embracing it is often the best way to transcend it. Breathing enables us to focus on the present. Breathing can tell us a lot about our body's needs and help to shift our anxiety, stress level, help us to wake up, to relax, to fall asleep. Our breathing is linked to a number of things. The key is that we scan through our body during the day and notice when we are tense and hold our breath. When we focus on breathing, we bring ourselves back to the present moment. Breathing is also one of the best things that we can do to interrupt the cycle of anxiety. When we're anxious, we tend to breathe quick and shallow breaths. And in the course of doing so, we're sending signals to our brain which triggers that fight or flight behavior. Taking the opportunity to control our breathing and perform longer inhaling and exhaling allows us to interrupt that cycle, helping to reduce the anxiety. By doing so, we're tricking our brain, which therefore allows us to stay truly present and focus on the situation at hand. In the moments where we struggle to find energy, try what's called double breathing. This rapid breathing technique activates the breath in short bursts. These active movements excite the sympathetic nervous system and make us more alert. Try to practice double breathing, and here's how. Inhale through the nose with a short, sharp inhalation, followed directly by a long, strong inhale. Then, without pausing, exhale through the nose and mouth with a short, then long exhale. Repeat five times, then pause for a short break before beginning your next round. And if all else fails, try a 60-second cold shower. This changes 
our biochemistry and invigorates our minds. Number five, I just don't care about anything, also known as apathy. If you hear this voice, connect with what's important to you. We also might need to develop an inspiring personal vision and identify our personal values. Why is this? Everyone has values. Everywhere you look, people talk about values. Most companies hire based on values. We look for a life partner who shares our values, but almost nobody has a clear idea of what values are. Here's why identifying our values is so critical. Our values act like filters in our lives. This means that any time we face a decision, we can throw the options in our value filter and make a decision predicated on our values. They help to determine our priorities and they can also help us identify if our life is turning out the way we want it to. Values are the traits we find true within anything when evaluating ourselves. Our values are the things that we believe are important in the way we live. Some people enjoy cannabis, whereas others won't because of what they believe. No matter what it is that we believe, we must always stay true to ourselves. The moment we ignore our values is the moment we lose a little bit of ourselves. And there's a critical piece here. It's okay if we change our stance on things through learning, but we should never, never just compromise because it suits everyone else around us. This ultimately leads to living a life suited for others, not the core values that drive us to happiness and action. We all have different reasons for our goals and actions. Everything we do has a purpose. Even if we don't consciously acknowledge it, every successful person has chosen to follow a philosophy based on their core values. And each of us can do the same thing. But first, we need to know precisely what that is. A personal philosophy is our thoughts, beliefs, concepts, and attitudes about everything. It's our approach to leading our life. The important thing that we need to recognize when it comes to our philosophy, as we challenge our limiting beliefs, as we strive for further growth and development and experience and learn more, our philosophies deepen and evolve. Number six, I'm too old to get started. It's too late. Also known as regret. Those are just beliefs. They are not facts. They are just reasons not to get started right away. Feel the sense of loss when you hear this voice. And then let it go. This breaks down to the classic battle of hope versus fear. One creates growth while the other breeds regret. And I'm sure you can guess which belongs to which. Hope is strength. The foundation for any relationship, any belief 
falls on the foundation of hope. That relationship can be with the dream we have, our goals, our ambitions. Hope gives us a reason to believe in the impossible, a reason to believe in something bigger than ourselves. We need to recognize the delta of knowledge between just lightly stretching our capabilities versus feeling the discomfort of growth. A great similarity here would be physically stretching. If you stretched every morning, but just to the point where it was just enough, where you felt a little discomfort and only did a few stretches, sure, three months down the road, you'd be more flexible and limber, but what would happen if you dedicated the same time, but instead you pushed yourself to a point where you felt uncomfortable in each stretch and you stretched twice the amount of muscles? Sure, it'd take longer in the moment, you'd feel that pain, but three months down the road, you'd be a lot more flexible. And if you took that individual that did just enough, a few stretches, every morning and stood them beside the individual that pushed themselves each morning to the point of discomfort and stretched twice the muscles. Who do you think would be more flexible, more limber? Our lives are no different. Discomfort breeds growth. So extending ourselves into that discomfort zone only increases our opportunity to grow greater leaps. This has a compounding effect. Fear is that little voice that tells us we can't, that doubt. It hurts too much. We are incapable. What happens if it doesn't work out? Fear is an emotional reaction to an unwelcomed experience. When we train our minds to understand the power of acceptance, the power of struggle, we can let go of this fear. The fear of not being worthy. The fear of not being able to overcome that particular goal. The fear of having too big of a goal given the large gap of uncertainty. When we allow hope to override fear, we meet opportunity. Hope suffocates fear every time. Number seven, I'm just a lazy person, also known as identity. When we hear this voice, it's a sure sign our lazy part has hijacked us. Because when we're centered, we are neutral, as we discussed earlier. We don't define ourselves as either a lazy individual or the opposite, an achiever. We just are. Recognize this voice, but then ask it to leave. Laziness can be expressed, but it never defines who we are. We all need moments to reset and reboot. Making laziness or any other negative trait a part of our identity means that we have to fight ourselves anytime we want to do anything. If being lazy is part of our identity, we need to change who we are as a person in order to change anything. Think about how intimidating this is. I don't know about you, but I don't want to change who I am every time I set out to accomplish something new. It's much harder to do that than it is to change 
the little actions that are causing our problems. Once we locate and address these small actions or lack thereof, we can address them. Once we know the real problem, it's much easier to solve. This is really a summary of everything we've discussed today. So ask yourself, if your problem is uncertainty, how can you make your task less uncertain? If your problem is fear, how can you make the task less daunting? If your problem is self-confidence, what can you do to convince yourself that you are capable of this task? So to recap, number one, I don't know what to do, also known as the confusion state. Start by locating your center when you hear this voice. Then, if you're still confused, embrace that sensation. Allow yourself to be fully immersed in the perplexity and confusion. It'll be over soon, and then there will be clarity. Number two, I just can't, also known as neurotic fear. To overcome neurotic fear, we must do what we fear. Number three, I'm afraid I'll fail or look stupid. We need to recognize that we have a choice between fixed and growth. Mindsets are nothing more than beliefs. We can change our mind about our beliefs. Number four, I'm too tired. I don't have the energy. Close your eyes. Observe your breathing. When we're lethargic, embracing it is often the best way to transcend it. And if that doesn't work, try taking a 60-second cold shower. This changes our biochemistry and invigorates our minds. Number five, I just don't care about anything, also known as apathy. If you hear this voice, connect with what's important to you, your values. We also might need to develop an inspiring personal vision and identify our personal values. Number six, I'm too old to get started. It's too late, also known as regret. These are just beliefs. They are not facts. They are just a reason not to get started right away. Feel the sense of what loss feels like when you hear this voice and let it go. And number seven, I'm just a lazy person, also known as identity. When we hear this voice, it's a sure sign that our lazy part has hijacked us because when we're centered, we are neutral. We don't define ourselves as either lazy or the opposite, an achiever. We just are. Recognize this voice, but then ask it to leave. Laziness can be expressed, but it never defines who we are. This week's shout out is by Amori who sent me a DM on Instagram. I discovered your podcast during 2020 and it has seriously helped me get through so much. I was having to close my business because of the pandemic and it helped me get through that and more. My partner even enjoys listening to you with me and he's extremely picky about motivation, motivational content. He finds most of it unrealistic and corny, but not yours. For an opportunity to be next week's shout out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. You just might be the next shout out. 
Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into seven types of laziness and how to overcome them. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. The Motivated Mind is a legacy division.